am a huge Star Wars fan. I've been a Star Wars fan since the early 80s when I started watching it, when the first one came out in the 70s. That was back when I was a Nazarene and we couldn't go to movies. So I didn't even go, go see it in the theater, but obviously that's changed. Apparently the dancing thing has changed as well. I'm not aware of that. I missed my prom. But uh, I am super excited about that movie coming out in a couple months. Uh, been married over 23 years to my wife, Monique. Uh, we have one daughter, Annika. We have, we have had a lot, a lot of decisions we've had to make about her upbringing that have been just important to who she is as a person. One of the most critical decisions that we talked about, do we show her in the true order, episodes four through six, and then one through three, or do we just start at one and go all the way through? Well, we started, we said we're true, we're true Star Wars people, so we started at four, went to six, back to one. I kind of wanted to skip one. I mean, that's just not very good. Uh, but we showed her one through three, and then obviously Fork Awa Force Awakens, even Rogue One. So uh, we're going to have a little fun to start with here. I love, you guys like getting free stuff? Yeah. You guys like getting free stuff? All right. I brought an old college friend with me. I'm going to get my old college friend, all right? I need my two volunteers who I've asked to come up and join me. This is, this is not the true friend. This is a replica. People like Lynn, I think, are aware of this. Dr. Lanham is here. I know she's aware of this. Um, but this apparatus right here got me in some trouble when I was a college student here at ENC. Not I got in trouble with this, it, this got me in trouble. All right, so uh, I've got some Last Jedi t-shirts that I'm going to shoot out to the crowd. Balcony, I'd love to give you love, but I'm really worried about those lights. All right, so just be ready. I, unfortunately, I tried to get two adult sizes and two women's sizes. Uh, but I ended up getting juniors that don't even fit my daughter. So if you get one of the junior ones, you can be a great aunt or uncle and, or a big brother or sister. Or give it back to me and I'll get you your size. All right, here we go. Hey, give my volunteers a hand, would you please? I had a, mom I had a moment of panic the other day. I came up from my office in the gym and I went into the lobby and I looked into the office. And there was Ann Cawthorn sitting there talking to only one of them. I was like, I started looking around. I looked in the closet. I looked in Rob Rossi's office. Where's the other one? They're like velociraptors. Where there's one, you know the other one is right there. <laughs> Finally, the other one came up from downstairs, and I knew the world was back the way it should be. I've got one more thing to give away before I get to the message. All right, so if, this is for students only, if you consider yourself to be a person of Great integrity, I need you to stand. Great integrity. All right. Now, some of you are going to have to sit down. Some of you are going to have to sit down. You ready for this? If you do not have time in the next week and a half to sit down, watch about a two-hour and 15-minute movie DVD, sit down. Anyone sit down? Okay, good, they're honest. All right, so we got some left. All right. If you have seen a Star Wars movie ever in your life, sit down. This is it, my two right here. Oh, there's two? Boy, I'm going to feel guilty about this. Oh, there's one there, too. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me get better here. All right, last question. Last question. 
if you couldn't, if someone couldn't pay you enough money to go see a Star Wars movie, sit down. If someone couldn't pay you enough money. So if I said, I'll give you $100 to go see Star Wars, you're like, I don't want to go see Star Wars. Sit down. Oof. All right. What do I do here? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Right or left? Right or left? Right or left? I'm going right. All right, come on out here. Make sure this is on. All right, here we go. What's your name? Angie. Angie? Where are you from? Um, New York. New York. All right. Give it up for Angie. Never seen a Star Wars movie. Really? Okay, this is what I got for you. I've got my copy of The Force Awakens. That's not for you to keep. That's my copy. You get, you get a week and a half, and then you can bring it back to the athletic department and put it in the office. There's a box of popcorn. Have some people come over and watch it. And then in the middle, $25 gift card to showcase cinemas. The Randolph one with the reclining seat. But you have to, you're a person of great integrity, right? You have to use this to see The Last Jedi. You can't use it to go see Jigsaw or some crazy movie like that. You got to use it to see Last Jedi, all right? There you go. You got it. Thank you. All right, I'm done. No, just kidding. All right, Derek, where are you, go where are you going with this? I'm going to go back to the movie prior to The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens. And whenever I speak, the few times that I've gotten to do it, I always love to have some kind of media thing. Today it's Star Wars. I've done The Matrix before. Uh, I'll use a song. Um, but today it's Star Wars. And I'm going back to the movie, the last movie as I'm sitting there. It's on Stars. I've probably watched portions of it on Stars. 500 times in the last couple years that it's been out. The title, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. And I thought to myself, well, I think there was a time in the Bible when the Force awakened. It was right after Jesus ascended into heaven. It was like a week after that happened. Less than a couple months after he was crucified, rose from the dead, and it's Acts chapter 2, it's called the day of Pentecost, and crazy stuff was going on. People were talking all kinds of languages, and great things were happening. The, the church was born, the Holy Spirit showed up. But we're going to take a look at Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 38. Scripture's going to be on the screen.
cool was that? I thought, I thought I was gonna have to do some kind of PowerPoint thing, some kind of PowerPoint thing was gonna take me forever and I just Googled Star Wars Crawl and this website came up and all I gotta do is plug in the text and boom, it's there. And that was so cool. So there you go, Acts chapter two. Five things I wanna pull out of there that I believe that if happens on this campus, we can have an awakening. An awakening. Just like what happened in Acts chapter two. The first thing is repentance. Now, I know we're on a Christian campus, and we got a lot of believers that are students, and a lot of us staff and faculty that are believers. Having been a student here, I also know that there are people that aren't believers, and there are people who we encounter in other areas of our life that aren't believers. And I pray that something that gets said today, or something that gets, gets said in church on Sunday, or at late night tonight, gets said next week, or the week after that, will strike your heart, and you'll say, what is this thing, what is this thing being a Christian? I want that. You'll hear your professor say it, or you'll hear a roommate say it, or you'll hear Chaplain Lynn say it, or Stretch, or your pastor that you go to on Sunday. That you will hear about the Word of God and that you will say, you know what, I want that. Because it's a pretty cool thing. And for those of us that are believers, we all fall into that category that I just read off. I'm a staff member, there's staff members here, there's faculty here, you have a roommate more than likely, more than likely, a friend, it's our job to reach out to those that aren't believers. And if we start seeing people repent, this place is going to catch fire. And exciting days are going on. There are great things. I've only been around a couple months. You know, I was here as a student. I hear it was early 2000s. I was youth pastor here in this church. It's great to be back here doing this. Um, and there are good things going on this campus. But I'm thinking, can we take it up another notch? Can we take it up another couple of notches? Can we do that? Can we see people being saved on a regular basis? Number two, baptism. I, uh, I never realized the importance of baptism growing up. I was a pastor's kid. It wasn't, from my, it wasn't my dad's fault or my mom's fault or anything, but I was a pastor's kid. Grew up in the church, Christian, probably in grade school. Never saw the importance of baptism. Hey, I'm a Christian. All right, I've told you. And it uh, didn't, didn't happen until... September 2006, so I was 35 years old at the time. I was living in South Carolina. I was in church on a Sunday morning. We had a couple services in the morning. We had one at night, and our pastor preached about baptism. And he called and said, if you want to be baptized, come forward, take you outside to talk to somebody, you know, confirm that you're a Christian, you're a believer, and then come back tonight after church and, uh, and get baptized. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. 35 years old, and I'm going to do it. Um, Got back to the campus. My wife was a resident director, and so we lived on campus and went into the dining commons for lunch that day, and I saw two of my players, two players who I recruited, not because they were Christians, because they were really good volleyball players. And they were your mission fit, and they knew what was expected of them, but, you know, whether they were believers or not, it was about, hey, they're great volleyball players. One of them went on her freshman year to be uh, freshman of the year. Uh, the other one was second team all-conference. She was first team. The other one was first team all-conference. They were really good got back to the dining commons, and I said to him, you guys have to go to church tonight. You just have to. I don't care what you have to do for studying. You just got to go to church tonight, because they had started going to the church that I went to um, and had, you know, become Christians through the process. And this, again, this was pretty early in the school year. We'd only been in school like a month. So that's all I told them. Didn't hear anything else from them. Got in my car, drove to church, get into the foyer where the baptismal area was, and I look, and there's this long line of people. This is a big church. Long line of people getting baptized, and they're standing in line are Caitlin and Carly. 
and uh, I get emotional now talking about it. It is probably one of the greatest things as a coach that I've ever been a part of. It's not about the wins. It's not about conference championships. It's about that stuff there. It's about seeing two of my players up there leading worship today. It is so cool to me as a coach to see people serving Jesus and to make that commitment and to be baptized. And uh, so I got baptized, and then, uh, and then I stood out of the water. I turned around. They were next in line. The two of them went in. I got to sit there and just watch my players get baptized, and it was so awesome. And uh, right in that whole day there, in that moment, I realized, and this baptism thing is pretty important. And it's important that after you become a Christian, that's the next step. Think of the Great Commission. The last thing that God told us on earth, what did he tell us? Go, therefore, and make disciples and do what? Baptize them. Not other things, not get them to go to a Bible study, which is good. Not get them to go do this, not get them to go do that. Go and make disciples, baptizing them. I was here as a student for... Uh, let's say five years, took me six and a half to actually get my degree, but I've been around here a lot. I've been here as youth pastor. I've been in chapels. I talked to Chaplain Lynn the other day. We were talking about my message. I said, Lynn, all the years I've been in chapel here, I have never seen a college student dunked back here in chapel. And I was like, I think sometime this school year, we need to dunk some college students and baptize them so they can proclaim that their sins are dead and they are alive in Christ. And Lynn, what's your response? She's in. She's in. I don't know when, don't know who, um, but we're going to see some kids baptized hopefully at some time this year. So if you're interested, you can talk to Lynn about it, and uh, that will be great. We'll have a party in here, and we'll celebrate that important statement that people make as Christians. Third thing, fellowship and breaking of bread. These people were together all the time. You guys are together all the time. I see you guys in the commons at lunch or hanging out in Hebrews, going to sporting events. What if we had true fellowship? True fellowship. Fellowship isn't just sitting around and hanging out and chatting. True fellowship, talking about the important things in life. You know what the number one obstacle to true fellowship is? It's not even Satan. It's this right here. And hey, listen, I'm just as guilty. Like, Kid will say, Derek, put your phone away. Dad, put your phone away. My wife will say, put your phone away. This right here, we'll just sit. It's just a comical to sit there and watch my family, I'm sure, sometimes, other families, groups of six people all sit at the table together. No interaction going on. But what if today at lunch, let's just have no phone day in the commons. Put the phone away. Put the phone if you're having lunch in the dugout. And just sit there and have true fellowship, talking about Jesus, talking about what's going on in your life. Talk about the needs in your life. Pray together. I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself. I pray, Lord, help me to get out of this what I need to get out of this. Saturday, when we're down at Roger Williams' team, we will not have phones at the table. We will sit there and hang out and talk. We will have some time for fellowship and to laugh and enjoy each other's company. Text messages and Snapchat and all that stuff can wait a little bit. True fellowship. Two more things. Devoted to the apostles' teaching. We have so many opportunities on this great campus to hear about the apostles' teaching. You guys have chapel twice a week. Hopefully it's a good, hopefully, for the most part, they usually bring in pretty quality speakers, for the most part. <laughs> but you have an opportunity to hear people speak and to preach the word of God and to get spiritual nourishment. 
There's community groups. There's small groups here at Wallaston Church. I'll always talk about this church. Again, I was youth pastor here. Very, one of the things we were most excited about when we moved from Southern California to here was that Stretch Dean would be our pastor. And I love him being our pastor and looking forward to, to being a part of his church over these next many years. Um, but we have small groups here, and I know they have community groups there. I've already talked to Stretch. Something that's on my heart that's uh, maybe starting next semester, personal finance, uh, a personal finance small group. Because you guys, as college students, you're just expected to go out there with a five-digit loan, student loan, and you got to have a car payment, and you got to pay rent, and you got utilities. You want to save up and buy a house? You're supposed to do it all on your own? And I'm not saying I've got all the answers, but there are some people that have all the answers, and I'm looking forward to trying to lead a group, whether it's college students that want to be involved, whether it's couples getting married, whether it's singles, whoever it is, I think that's a big area. I wish someone would have been there for me when I got out of college to teach me that. Because all we got, all I see is Samuel L. Jackson and Jennifer Garner just saying, hey, get another Capital One card. <laughs> and all you're going to do is get yourself in trouble. Late night, tonight, I had the opportunity back in August to go to a service, to go to the city in Cambridge. Pretty awesome service. I encourage you to be there tonight. I encourage you to be there tonight. I've heard the numbers are, I don't know, 150, which is awesome. 150 or so going to late night every week, that's great. Let's have 200 tonight. Yeah. It is awesome. It is an awesome, awesome worship service and a chance to be together, to fellowship. And some of those other things can start happening as a result of that. Fifth and final thing, this should be the easiest one, pray. Pray. We can do that in two minutes here, or we can do it in 30 seconds there. But how often do we take the time to just be quiet, to talk to God, tell him what's on our heart, to listen to God for what he has to tell us? I mean, I just, a lot of people have asked me, you moved from Southern California to Quincy? Why? It was 100% God. And, and, and a lot of times in life I haven't listened, but this time I listened. And God said to me, you guys love it here? And I've uh, been there three years, but it's time to go back to Eastern Nazarene College. It's time to go back to Quincy. It's time to go back to winter and snow and all that stuff. Which my daughter's excited about, I, on the other hand, am not. But we listened to God, we prayed about it. You know, but how many times, I, I, you know, again, I'll use myself as an example. Um, you know, how many of you, I'll go out and walk my dog three, four times a day, and I'll have one earbud in, you know, so I can listen to Maddie in the morning, who I have faithfully listened to since I left here 12 years ago. That's how I keep up with what's going on in Boston. Or I got Hair Nation going on from Sirius XM Radio, because 80s... Hair band rock is just the best music ever. But what if I take that time and that 15 minutes I walk or that 30-minute walk, I go down to the beach so I can see the skyline of Boston and the beauty there? What if I take that time to pray? What if I take that time to pray for my players? What if I take time to pray for my fellow coaches, staff members, for Lynn, for Stretch, for this church, for my family? What if I take time to do that? What will happen if we pray? What will happen if we fellowship? What will happen if we see people getting baptized? What will happen if we listen to the teachings of the apostles? What will happen if we see people getting saved every day? I'm glad you asked because it tells us right at the end of the passage. 
in verse 47, the Lord added to their number daily those that are being saved. Daily. And you say, well, I mean, Derek, we only got 500 and some students here. Again, all the faculty, staff, or Christians, there are not enough people here. People to get saved daily. Well, that means that we got to get some after some family. We got to get after some friends back from high school. And with the vision that Dr. Boone has laid out, we're going to start seeing this place grow. We're going to see it grow to 600. We're going to see it grow to 700. We're going to see it grow to 800. Not all of them are going to be Christians. So there is a mission field out there for us where we could see people saved daily. And think about, I got one last video clip for you. It's nine seconds long. But imagine if we all, if all this were to happen and there were to be this great awakening on the campus of Eastern Nazarene College that could then spread outside to this Wollaston community, to Quincy, to greater Boston. Each one of us could have this very same brief conversation that Kylo Ren has with Supreme Leader Snoke in The Force Awakens. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. Let me pray as the worship team comes up. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this place, for how you've blessed it 98 years. Excited to see what happens over the next 98 years and beyond. We pray that you will bless these students. Pray that you will bless the faculty and staff. Pray that you will challenge us all, maybe to start off taking one of these things serious. Maybe there are those that want to get baptized. Maybe those that want to become Christians. Maybe those that realize, you know what, I need to spend more time praying. I need to spend more time hearing the word. Pray that we will all be challenged by you. Pray that we will challenge each other. Give us a great rest of the day. We ask it in your name. Amen.